Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Double Dutch Podcast with Marcus, Jay, and Kenny. It's been a minute. It has been a minute, but um, we back in this bitch for to get crunk. <laughs> What's the tea? Yeah, what is the tea? Um, hey y'all, I know we've been gone for a hot minute. But we're back. We had to take like a little leave of absence for personal reasons. But we're back and ready to dive into the latest. Is it gossip or just? It's not even gossip. It's just the sh- the shit. Yeah, like what's really going on in the community? What's going on in the world? Um, whole lot of shit. A yeah. whole lot of shit. What have you? But really, but what have you been up to? I think that's the major question. Right. You know, what have you? What have you been up to? Right after uh, how many months? What was when was the last episode in July? We're not even gonna talk about it. <laughs> We're not gonna uh, talk about it. I'm currently a teacher. Um, I've been doing that for the past uh, few months. We just finished our first nine weeks, and um, it was pretty pretty interesting because it's different than what I really want to do in life. But I'm enjoying it actually. Uh, it's nice to be around kids that who look like me and I'm like their first, bl- I'm like their first black male teacher. So it's like really interesting to see how they interact with me. And then it's funny to always just hear them complain about the work I give them. I say, I give them the standard of how I expect if a, if Xavier could be a junior high, I'm putting them at that standard. And okay. so, <laughs> HBC so I, I, I told them that the way I went to college and like, I went, like I'm teaching in my tri-city area. So it's just like, I know some of them. Some of them are even like related to me. So it's just like funny to like just teach them. But it's nice. Um, That's what I've been doing. I've also started being in the gym in September. So like I've been in there since. um, You look good. Thank you. Thank you, best. Thank you. Uh, You you look really good, bitch. I actually enjoy it. It's like really fun. So You know, um, it's funny because my friends have been in the gym. Like after you like get in the routine of it's like, oh. I want to go back. I want to do it. That's why I, um, I'm going right after we're done with this recording. I'm going in the gym. Give me hell. Excuse me. I've been good. I've been good. You know, I've been trying to focus on school as well as just kind of navigating life as a 23 mm-hmm. year old in COVID. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the things we're used to doing we can't necessarily do. I think that's a, that's the case for everybody. But mm-hmm. I remember back when all of this started, you know, we, we started the podcast during COVID. <laughs> so it's like, we were like, oh yeah, this is going to last like a month or something. No, baby. Like it's almost a year. In March. Yeah. In March, it's going to be a year. And I don't see it, this not being the norm in March as well. Like, I think we're going to be wearing masks for a long time. But like I have, I have so many masks it's ridiculous and I you know I wish life could go back to normal but I just don't see it going back to normal anytime soon and so I'm just kind of learning how to adjust my life to it Mm -hmm. like a lot of my friends that have graduated they're not able to walk and now they're like okay yeah y'all gonna be able to walk but then again they're like oh wait y'all might not be able to walk and so it just is like the excitement of a lot of things just isn't there but, you know, at the same time, I'm just thankful that I'm alive. I haven't mm-hmm. lost anybody to COVID. Um, I do know people who are battling COVID right now. I do know people who had COVID. 
I had COVID. Um, it's not a fun experience, but what I'll say is that shit is no joke. And yeah, watch out, look out for each other and wear a mask, wash your hands, all that good shit, because right. that, that ain't no shit right there. And, you know, I, I, you know, my business is jumping and I'm actually in Dallas right now. We had a ball yesterday. My house house about when walked and girl, that was some about shit. To ask about that. <laughs> that was some shit. Let me tell you. So my daughter Erica, she's getting ready. She walks face. My kids, my sister walks. Noel walks. Um, and but to both of my sons walk. We walk against one of our Kiki scene brothers, and or they walk against one of their Kiki scene brothers. He ended up winning, but you know AJ made it down to the last battle, and you know it was cute. But then all of a sudden at the end, the commentator, that's the one on the mic that be like, shake that, shake that ass, shake that ass, whatever the fuck they be saying. And then one of the judges, apparently they had a lover's quarrel back in the day or something. They start to arguing with each other. And he goes on the mic and says, he so the dude, first off, one of the dudes slapped the mic out of the commentator's hand. What? He slaps the mic. I'm going to send you the video because I have the video in my phone. I'm going to send you on Facebook. He slaps the mic out the... Oh, that's... Yes. You know, they be on live. They be on Facebook live. Oh, my goodness. He slaps the mic out the commentator's hand. So auntie. And they get the fight team. Like, they didn't fight, fight, but, like, everyone was breaking it up. And then, you know, they start saying, ball over. Ball over. And I'm like, bitch, my daughter got to walk. And so I go up to the judges panel, and I'm like, Y'all, they're like, oh, we're still doing sex siren. I said, no, are y'all doing face? I was like, the question is, are y'all doing face? Because my daughter, Erica, who is sickening, came here to walk face all the way from Austin. And so, no, she's going to walk face. And she wasn't able to walk face. And it broke my heart because the dude then goes on the mic and he says, I ain't going to talk. I ain't going to take shit from no shitty bottom that shitted on me multiple times. And I was like, yo, like it just went left. And so, like, you know, that's one of the downsides of the ballroom scene is, like, the girls be very banji, be very, very off sometimes. And, you know, you win some, you lose some, but then sometimes you don't even get to walk because the commentator and the judges get into a fight during the middle of the ball. But, but that's just a part of ballroom culture. But, yeah, that's how that went. But we'll be back. My house is ready to walk again. They're real sick. And they've been battling down and they've been practicing. I don't know if you've seen the pictures and content that's been coming out recently, but the girls look good. Uh, I seen y'all's uh video, y'all's uh House of Baldwin video. But other than that, um, I really I haven't been on social media like that anyway. Um, For real? the past few weeks, yeah, I've just been really focusing on school and grades were just due, so I've just been more focused on. Yo, that. I I forget that my teachers used to be like, oh, I have to put in all these assignments. <laughs> like yeah, I remember in real life. And I also, y'all have like a parent portal. You have like a portal where the kids like they can see their grades online. Yes, they they check. Yo, I used to. I my mom used to be on parent portal. I used to. I didn't tell her what the fuck that parent portal was, and then she found out what it was. She used to be checking my grades at the end of every week. Can I go out this weekend? Let me check parent portal, and then why you got a sixty-seven? But my she ain't put all the assignments in yet. She once she put the assignments in, it's gonna go up. Oh, but that's legit some of my kids. Like, some of them just didn't do their homework. So I just had to, like, give you a zero. Like, I'm, like, letting you know, like, really, on the first the first week of the second one, y'all need to get y'all stuff together because y'all already just didn't f- turn in, like, three homework assignments, which were worth, like, 
30 points plus per assignment. So it was just like 90 points, just zeros. It's just like, what? But off of them, I'm tired of, uh, <laughs> I need a break from school. I can't wait till this Thanksgiving break. Uh, so what's up? What are we getting into? Okay, so everything that we're talking about in this episode is straight from the timeline. You might have seen it on timeline. You may have uh, scrolled on in the timeline. It's also probably in, you know, the blogs and whatnot, but we're just going to be talking about things that are popping right now. So firstly, uh, I want to talk about this election. So uh, I am... I'm very indifferent about the election. Like, I'm happy that uh, Trump is not going to be our uh, our next president, like, coming back. Isn't he, like, the first president since 1991 that hasn't um, had the second term consecutively? So, how embarrassing. But anyways, um, I'm really... Girl, happy. fuck Donald Trump. I am so glad he is out of office. Like, yeah. I... that ho- That was some bullshit. There's never been a time in my life at least that I can remember that I have not woken up the next day and I didn't know who the president was going to be. Like you usually just like go to bed. Like, oh, okay. Such and such one. Bush lost. Oh, who are Bush won actually. He didn't lose, but uh, Obama won. And listen, that whole week last week, I had so much anxiety throughout the week because I'm like, he's winning, but is it over? Like, I, I just didn't understand what was happening and there was no concise like, I didn't see anything. Like, it literally was just so much stress, so much anxiety. And I shouldn't be this stressed out over democracy, but y'all see how it is. And then I'm sitting in, like, literally yesterday, I'm sitting in downtown Dallas and waiting to pick one of my friends up from the bus stop. And, girl, there is a couple thousand Make America Great Again people marching through downtown Dallas, a street over, because the streets are one way. The street goes this way, the street goes the other way. They're walking down and they're honking their horns. And I like, I honestly was about to take my phone, but I was like, and filming, but like, I really don't give a fuck. I don't care about y'all motherfuckers. Y'all lost. Like y'all marching in the streets. Like what does that do? It doesn't do nothing. It's not, not going to prolong his uh, time in office. He's getting out there January 20th, 2021. Miss um, Kamala Harris and Mr. Joe, well, Vice President Kamala Harris and President-elect uh, Joe Biden will be in office. And um, I'm so yeah, happy. like I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Most definitely, I was having a hot flash like the the night after, like the night leading up the next day. I thought like I don't know why, but Pennsylvania or uh, Arizona was going to have their numbers in, and we know, and you know, like he was like right there. So I was just like very waking up in the middle of the night, having hot flashes, having high sweats because I'm just like. I like Joe Biden isn't the best candidate, but I voted for him. So I know that he was going to be the best uh, candidate for uh, black, like not black people, but the best out of all of them in order to help us. You know what I mean? Like I, I vote. That's the thing. People ask me, are you a Democrat or are you a Republican? And they get so like bent out of shape when I say I'm not a Democrat because I'm not. I, I vote in my the interest, my best interest. And I'm not going to vote Republican because that definitely is not my best interest. Never but I, I'm like a forced Democrat to, in a sense. But hey, I'm that's not registered how I as a Democrat. Because I'm a vote. Like, if, if somebody was in there who was independent that we could really, really get behind and, like, the people, like, you know, collectively were able to get behind them, I would vote for them. But it's just the fact that, you know, the party system, two-party system is just so strong. And mm-hmm. you have to take the take what you can get. But I fuck with the fact that, you know, she wants to legalize. Kamala wants to legalize marijuana. 
Period. Um, she said it. She said it, and she wants to vacate sentences. There's a lot that she wants to do, and I like the fact that she wants to do it because it's a woman of color. Like point blank, period. That's who saved this election. Can we say and black woman? Black woman. Black woman. I, like, I, that's I, really I what it is. I hate the term people of color, woman of color, when we're talking about black people. Yes, I understand that okay. she is half um, South yeah. Asian, Indian yeah. woman, and black woman, but when they see her, her blackness comes first, and that's what they notice first. They don't notice her Indian heritage. So that's why yeah. I, like, everybody's just been saying woman of color. I just wanted to just say, like, let's address a black woman. black woman. I'm so freaking excited because I just... It's, I think people are overshadowed. In fact, that's a woman. Like, there's never been a woman vice president. And then never. she's black at that. Like, it just, I go up, I stand. Like, and I just hope that Joe Biden doesn't take his second term and they put all this energy behind her and they move her to be the next president because you know she's going to run. Mm-hmm. He's going to be, I don't think he can do a second term, child, because he's 80, going to be 80 something by the time it's time for his second term. That's old as hell. They were also making conspiracy theories that uh, Joe Biden's going to pass away in office and Kamala's just going to become president. Um, I hope he didn't pass away. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. But. Me either. I hope that doesn't happen either. But they're like, that's always how she's going to get uh, president. That's what they think that they're trying to do. Like, they're trying to have, you know, like the, the conspiracists and the Trump, the, the, yeah. the, the Trump spirits, <laughs> that's what I call them. They try to come up with different scenarios to say, like, why this agenda is trying to happen. And it's just like kind of foolish. So it's just really annoying. I find it so ironic because do you remember back a couple, like our first episode, we were talking about protesting and how we were in the street. We both were in the streets protesting Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. And everybody that was like, why are y'all in the streets? I will hit y'all with my car. Like you had all these Trump supporters saying all this crazy shit about protesters and now these now these people are same people who had all that shit to say are in the streets protesting behind some dumb shit behind because they lost an election now that they're saying Mm -hmm. it was rigged after there was a whole russian collusion all that shit back then and there was like there was no collusion it's just like how the tables fucking turn and how stupid people sound and like to me just think like use your brain like it does not it like it's not that hard to use your brain in these instances mm-hmm. you talk about oh abolish the electoral college when it's when it's in your favor it's like the electoral college is good but when you have the popular vote and you have the electoral mm-hmm. college like get get the fuck out like he won the election people who haven't voted came out in numbers who never voted before are voting mm-hmm. again and we it, it was it was a reflection of where people are at. It's a reflection of how Trump has handled this crisis. It's a reflection that millions of people have died in the world and hundreds of thousands of people have died in America and behind this disease and he handled it so fucking poorly. Yeah. It's some bullshit. And um, for him to think that he would even have that good of a rating after the uh, the debates, yeah. like especially with uh, Mike Pence and Kamala Harris, like she ate him up in that um, debate just solely off of her talking policy and her talking really about the questions that were being asked. And their biggest thing that they wanted to talk about was talking about if 
they were following Obama's policies and um, talking about fracking with Joe Biden or just talking about him trying to pack the Supreme Court, which I also agree that they should add more uh, justices to the Supreme Court, because why would we not hold more people accountable for the whole uh, entire country? Why are we only having uh, less than two handfuls of people uh, deciding that and they're there for the whole time in that seat? No, we need more people. Uh, so they yeah, their talking points were just always just talking about attacking uh, Democrats with Obama or Obamacare, and that's like you know that's his trigger words to get to his uh, his followers, his MAGA uh, followers, to make them be like, oh no, we can't have this. Like that's the trigger words for them. It's, they don't even care what's going on with the debate. They just need to hear like those words to make them feel more empowered to make some type of change to make sure that he got back in office. But it didn't work. And I'm so happy it didn't. Period. But yeah, that that on that. Yeah, um, we're gonna be getting into politics a whole lot in these next couple of um, months, just with him going into office. So also, we, can, um, we should definitely mention the Georgia runoff elections. Um, yo, yeah, what's party. crazy to me about that is the fact that like Georgia turned blue one. Period. And I, I didn't. I don't think that. I don't know what made. Like, <laughs> Georgia just does not seem like a blue place. Like Georgia's blue, but then and everyone the positive side behind Texas that is blue. That's so crazy. Everybody was so focused on Texas becoming blue, and it was child. Blue. Texas not gonna become blue because you got all these rinky dink little towns <laughs> around Texas, and it's a lot of towns. Texas is so freaking big. It's like. You can literally fit so many states inside of Texas, and mm-hmm. you have although the major cities are all blue, those the, those masses that aren't really play a big part in that as well. And so, yeah, know, but the population density in uh, Texas isn't really the outskirts; it's more like the bigger cities, right? Yes, but the thing is, there's a lot of outskirts. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of outskirts. And, you know, then you have some cities that are a little more conservative. So although they might have been blue, Mm -hmm. like they still had a lot of conservative votes in those cities. Like, for example, San Antonio is a blue city, but you still have a lot of conservatives within that city. It's probably the more conservative, conservative city in Texas when it comes to that. Like, you know, there's Dallas, but then like San Antonio, it's because military. And then I'm not going to say all military vote in favor of um, Republicans, Republicans, but I know a lot of black people in the military who've told me for years that they voted their first time voting Democrat was for Obama because Republicans, they say Republicans support the military more than Democrats do. And so that's just what they say. Well, that's kind of true because as I don't feel like myself as a Democrat, but I definitely can see myself not supporting the military as much as a Republican does just because they think of patriotism as the, end all be all for them at most times. And I don't believe in the military uh, industrial complex. I want to abolish the military. I want to abolish police systems. I want to abolish prisons. So yeah, I'm definitely not on board with the military taking over uh, all these countries or these poor countries just for resources and starting wars for no reason. Yeah. But moving on, what we got next? Um, But no, I wanted to like really highlight the Georgia elections with uh, Stacey Abrams and her signing up okay people just go into that you could talk about it okay so yeah uh i'm really happy about Stacey abrams um 
getting 800,000 people. Well, not just Stacey Abrams, but Stacey Abrams, like, head-led Activating it. that base. Uh, because they oh, were oh my gosh. who are credited to getting those people um, voted um, or registered to vote. Um, it's really nice to see that she used her stolen election of her being governor and flipping that into getting people to vote in order for president. And that was amazing. Like seeing that happen like in real time and see like all of the efforts that happen and see the, like the fruits of her, like see the fruits of their labor. It was really nice to see Georgia go blue and see how many people were shocked and kind of confused about how that even happened. And um, you know, Stacey Abrams, if we, we go back and we talk about that election that was freaking stolen because of voter suppression, something that she fought so hard against. Um, you look at it, Stacey Abrams is somebody that because that, that I'm, I'm going to say that glass ceiling is being broken. She's somebody that I could see one day being the president of the United States and yes. doing the, doing the damn fool at that position. She's someone I could see as uh, he, I already know she's going to be in their cabinet. I already know she's going to be she in their cabinet. Be. She has to be. If there'd be a fool to not give Stacey Abrams, like, but she might not take it because you know how she is. She's a very humble person. She might not take it, but they need to put her in up in one of those cabinet seats. Um, I don't know what it's going to be. I know that she's going to get it. She's going to be in the presidential cabinet. I was reading on Twitter that people were saying that she should be like uh, over the Democratic National Convention, like that person. The DNC, who yeah, yeah, who spearheads that. Um, because apparently they have like Donna Brazil, um, like having some type of role with uh, voters uh, registration and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like if she can do a national program, how should it with Georgia, especially in Mississippi and Louisiana, where we have like the top two Af- uh, most dense po- black population um, populated areas. I feel like that would be like perfect. Like we can see how blue our states really are, because I feel like our states are more purple than they are red just based mm-hmm. off of the people who are registered to vote, who's not registered to vote, or who's scared to go and get registered to vote. I think their vote doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, it's that that education piece, and she does a good job with that, making it um, comprehensive. And that's what I love about her, and I can't wait to see her. And, but this election is really big because, who is it, the senators? Mm-hmm. Um, let, me, uh, let me let me find that information. Get the tea, girl. Yeah, because um, these elections are really important. And I've been trying to figure out ways that I can um, even help from Louisiana to help uh, with this Georgia runoff election. So the uh, Democratic uh, nominees are um, Ossoff and Warnock. Um, Those are the two Democratic uh, nominees or folks who are running for um, Democratic Senate seats. Um, Let me get their full names, though. So the uh, candidates' names are John Ossoff and uh, Reverend uh, Raphael Roma, uh, Warnock. So those are the two Democratic nominees that are going up for election in uh, Georgia this upcoming January. And I think it's very important if anybody from Georgia uh, listens to our podcast, please uh, request your um, mail-in ballots. We will definitely tweet uh, the mail-in ballot uh, link um, on our Twitter, and we will even post on our Instagram. So be sure to um, sign up to vote and make your voice be heard, because unlike regular elections, when we have uh, electoral college, your vote actually matters during the Senate elections. Like, your actual vote goes towards the Democratic uh, nominee. 
Uh, and if we win the if we win the uh, Senate, that means that we'll have control over um, what policies get passed and whatnot. And we can also um, take out of Wiss's face out of um, being the House Mitch McConnell. Majority, Mitch McConnell as the yeah. uh, house, uh, not House Majority Senate Majority Leader. Mm-hmm. That old bitch. Oh, uh, he's. He makes my screen crawl. You saw his hands whenever they had those pictures looking Child, like this. He looks like Tales of the Crypt. Like, it, he looks like, like he needs oxygen. Yeah. Like, they look like he gets right off that podium and they hook him up to IV. Like, he looks <laughs> terrible. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he has some wooden teeth somewhere in that mouth. I'm, I'm sure. Um, but I'm just going to say, if you voted for the first time, if you did it, just know that your vote counts and yeah. continue to vote and continue to pressure the people in your life to, to get up and vote because there's so much misinformation about voting and where you, your votes go. Don't let people mm-hmm. fall to these myths. Make sure you're doing your research and finding the mediums that make sense for you as far as getting your research and get credible information. Don't trust all that shit that your cousin shares on Facebook <laughs> that was screenshotted with a screenshot of a screenshot of a screenshot. Actually go and look it up yourself because most right. of those news links and news sources, for the first time in election or in history, I saw like the social media being like, this was fact-checked by a second party, a third party yes, um, I was about to mention that. group. And this is found to be um, not true. Or misleading. So, like, there's, there's, yeah, misleading or not right. And so I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, like, it, it, this, like now the world is changing, child. The world um, is changing. Yeah, I was seeing on Twitter how uh, Twitter was having, like, on, like, most of uh, Trump's tweets, it was, like, false information or uh, misleading information or something along the lines as um, this has claimed to be false. And it even, like, now suggests that you read an article that's been retweeted a lot before you actually retweeted it. Like, do you want to read the article first and before? Yes. So I actually am... Little few snaps. Good job because they. Job, are, but that's the they, bare minimum. Y'all should have. That's been. the bare minimum because Facebook and Twitter and all these places are really responsible for a lot of misinformation. Granted, the people that put it on there are, but they let it happen. You know, they, since they've been a part of a lot this of has history. happened since the last election, so they had four years to get this together. They should have been had this together within the first two years. So exactly. four years is a little excessive and long, but at least y'all made it to this point before this next election. Like so. Kudos to y'all. And keep it, keep it the fuck up. That's all I'm gonna say. Right. Don't. Yeah. Um, so, what's next? So, over the past few months, um, some TV shows have um, come up, and one of them is Lovecraft Country. And ah! <laughs> I was, uh, I was so excited to uh, watch this show because. I've Yo, been, we watched it together. It, we, we did watch it together. So since I peeped it, uh, like last year or so, like you whenever they first the, dropped that first trailer, I was like, "This you is." Sent me like, the tw- the trailer on Twitter. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" It's something I was interested in. I said, "I saw monsters. I saw black people. I saw black people. I saw." Black okay, people. this is my question to you: With Lovecraft Country, was it what you expected it to be? Because I can say it wasn't. I thought it was going to go down a totally different route. That it did. What route did you think he was gonna go on? Let's let's. So I thought it was gonna be about some. They were going on some journey, and it was gonna be like voodoo, witchcraft, and like all this stuff. I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be witchcraft, but I thought it was gonna give coven vibes. Mm -hmm. Like from what I saw, yo. 
I've like, you know, the last show I saw, I'm going to give HBO their props because the last show I saw that was this good for me was Watchmen. So each Regina episode killed that. I was yes, going to bring up Watchmen too. Each okay, episode, each episode progressively got better mm. than the last. And it was like, not even better. It just was, it was like a production. What that, ep- they, they did in one episode, what a lot of shows can't do in one whole freaking season. Three seasons. Let's say that. Three seasons. Like, I was blown away with the messages. Just like, I, I, I'm speechless at this shit. Okay, what was your favorite episode? Ooh, okay. Uh, so, hold up. The first thing that you had asked me was, what did I think was yeah. Lovecraft was going to be? So, I'm going to get to both those questions. So, first off, I thought Lovecraft was going to be... Uh, some type of futuristic, like like they were traveling, like they I thought they were going like, to the center of the like journey to the center of the earth type thing. Cause the trailer when they were like trying to uh, go across little uh, sand bridge or something like that. But um, it was different than what I actually expected. I thought they were going to have like some type of superpowers or something. Cause they were saying like the vampires in the first episode. So I was just like, oh, we're going down that path. Hell no. They they really uh they, they really like shook some shit up because you wasn't able to like really pinpoint what was going on. I didn't really know what was going on until like the fourth episode, and I was like, okay, I see which route we're going down. Um but I have to say that I'm between Hippolyta's episode. Yo. Um or uh Ooh, it's so hard. I, I like the ghost episode too. I like whenever uh what's her name? Fuck. She uh takes takes girlfriend, Letty, Letitia. I'm fucking Letitia. <laughs> uh but I liked her episode too when she had bought the house and she had to fight the ghost. That was like really good episode. So it's between Hippolyta's and um Yeah, Letitia's uh episode. Those were my favorite too. Uh, just to see like strong black women in the leads, and I don't know Hippolyta the 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 traveling episode like that was phenomenal. I, like, I that period. I got so emotional during that episode, mm-hmm. and the reason I got so emotional was because I've seen so many black women that I've known my whole life felt that they had to shrink themselves once yeah. they got into relationships, and. I felt like she shrank. She even felt like she shrank herself. To a mustard seed. That's how much she shrunk herself. Yes. Like, and so she felt like she shrank herself in that she had all these dreams. She did all of these things. and She's sharing them with her daughter now that her husband's not here no more. And she was like, when she was naming herself, mm-hmm. when she was like, I am, she said, What's, what was the husband's name? George? I don't know. She said, I'm a wife. I'm this. I'm that. George was his name. That was her husband's name. Okay. So she was saying, it was like going through there and then she was like, you know, I'm my daughter's mother. Like, you know, that's who I am. That's what I am. Like, that's what I'm, that like, I am here to bring my daughter up, you know, and make her the best woman that she can be. Like, I've lived, she lived all of those times. She basically was able to live the life that, the lives that she wanted to live during that that dimensional experience and she was able to come back and now she got much shit in her arm. She's a, she's, she's something else. I was like, she's like a a cyborg. Like she's a cyborg, organic cyborg. Yo, it just was so, it made me just so emotional because like, like I said, I've seen so many black women shrink themselves and she literally just spoke to that 
and you were able to see all the historical references to Josephine Baker and just like the future, like it, it was so beautiful. Right. It was so beautiful. And to be in that time zone and not time zone, but to be in that time period and to see like, even like coming like time traveling to like where we're at right now, that would be like so shocking to them to see how everything just is because looking at Lovecraft and seeing like, especially, um, the sister, Letty's sister, uh, what's her name? Oh my God, how am I blink- blinking out of these names? Right Ruby. Now? Ruby. When Ruby was turned into the white woman. Woo. Woo. And, like when Ruby, like you can see on all the mo- emotions on Ruby's face whenever she would like pass by the white people or like in her black skin or when her white Whoever that white woman was. was just like, <gasps> yo, whoever that white woman was that was playing Ruby as that white woman. I was the I'm woman not gonna from lie, the first she- episode. It was who? It was the woman from the first episode, the one who was the uh, county sheriff. Oh, for real? That, that's who. That's who that was. Because apparently, whenever Letty hit her on her head, she would like put her in comatose. Wow. Well, all I know is she acted. She all I know is that white woman did that shit. She did. That white woman did that shit with the high heel. Um, yes. Like, oh my gosh, but. Again, Lovecraft Country is just so, it's so beautiful. And I just hope, have they renewed it for a new season yet? Or what's the tea? Um, or you I don't think it's going to be like how they did with Watchmen. It's going to be a limited series type shit. And that's just never coming back. I hope it's not because I need to, I need to know more. Because I don't want to give any spoilers in this. Um, I really want y'all to actually look at it and uh, get into that opinions. shit. But everybody I know I was talking to was literally watching Lovecraft. Like that. Everyone was, I knew. Like everyone I knew, my mama was watching it. But for the people who haven't, are probably heard it and was just been like, "It's just too overhyped." It's not. It's not. Yeah. Go go, go get your black experience. Go and look at your black. I don't watch shows each week. Like I don't. I haven't done that since Watchmen. Like Mm -hmm. I don't watch shows and sit down and wait for the next episode to come out. I I kept my HBO Max subscription just so I could watch that shit. Like it was actually phenomenal and. 10 out of 10, 10s across the board. Oh, 10, straight 10s across the board. Yes, 10s like, across the board. I was like, I'm bored. A lot of people said they did uh, the uh, episode with G.I. I love that episode whenever we got to see the Kintsu. Uh, oh, yeah. In uh, Korea, but um, a lot of people didn't like that episode. I think it's just because we didn't see the main characters like in their element. Yeah. But I feel like it was a very important part of the piece of the uh, show that was needed, especially for the, the mythology. Mm. Yeah, I love I love mythology, but I really want hope um, Netflix even sees this or other shows see like how much black mythology yeah. are other people's mythology other than um, European folks and Jesus. see that it is very interesting and that it's very different and refreshing and people actually do like it. So um, what else? Um, what else have you been getting into? Like what else have you been watching? Um, I've also been um, watching uh, Grand Army. I finished that uh, season. Did you watch that? Okay, so <laughs> it just is something about like teenagers having sex and doing things that like it just is like Ooh, I can't watch this. Like I don't know what it is. Like once I pass that age, it's so like cringe of me to have to like watch people who are young and those. It just makes me feel creepy. I'm sorry. Like I just know mm-hmm. that. Like those type, that Degrassi style of show is just not for me. Granted, I watched the first two episodes and I was like, okay, this is cute. Like whatever, somebody's going to get something out of this, but it's not going to be me. 
Right. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was straight 10 out of 10 for me. Um, it was nice to see uh, how different high school life could be for in the uh, bigger city. And then more kids are more aware and socially aware about things. And I've, I've find that I found that to be true because, you know, I'm from uh, a very small uh, area compared to um, other people. So seeing people have that type of thinking, not a really closed in the box type of mindset, it's really refreshing seeing like how students can be portrayed on screen like that, because that also helps people who are at home try and even imitate it or even try to dive deeper into like seeing how those type of friend dynamics and stuff can be yeah because you know like people do use tv shows and stuff to like reshape or reform how they think or how they uh interact with people so i really enjoyed that i was happy to see haitian um representation like real haitian uh culture Mm -hmm. they were really speaking haitian uh it was really nice and refreshing uh to see that i think her name was dominique she's my favorite character in the whole show um also in the uh, TV show, in the commercial, or one of the trailers, there was this song. Um, it was called, um, I believe, let me see. I, it, it, I love to be from New York City or something like that. And I forgot the artist's name. I'm going to have to find her name. But she sang the hell out of that, uh, that song. It's the third uh, commercial or trailer. That's what it is, the trailer for uh, the show and she really sang it. And I'm really gonna have to find that uh, her name so that I can like plug it in here so you can go and listen to the trailer too. It's really nice. But um, Grand Army was a great uh, series to watch for me personally. Um, mm-hmm. I also on Netflix, I've been watching the Black Limited, well not Black Limited series, but the Black series of all the um, sitcoms from the 90s in the 2000s oh yes girl so, so been- let's get into girlfriends because let me tell I'm you season three right now so yes let's get into it i finished it i finished it because my ass literally didn't do nothing but stay home do homework and watch girlfriends so my issue with this is i did not know that i disliked joan like i low-key was like i hate tracy ellis ross now i don't like mean to but her character is so annoying Joan mm-hmm. is terrible. She's a terrible friend. She is. Um, I, I, Joan is a terrible friend. I'm on the part right now where Joan is jealous of Tony because Tony's getting married. Uh, so everything like small that Tony- I love my friend. <laughs> I love yes, my friend. Really. Shut up. And I'm taking it all out on Ellis, even though Ellis is an asshole. But, I think uh, Ellis is an asshole, but when she- she was like, she said, come in and get your stuff during the party. She said, once I'm done, I'm done. I'm like, girl, you could have still waited until like six, seven o'clock. You trying to make this and get his shit in front of all your people. You fake as hell. Like, she just right. was so annoying. Like, she's so OD. And she was really doing that because of Tony. Like, she was really doing that so that she can, like, ruin Tony's uh, parade. And that's just, like, crazy. Because, uh, you know, at the end of that episode, like, uh, whenever Ellis and Joan was like, okay, we're getting back together. And uh, Tony was like, oh, well, child, uh, I don't know. Uh, I thought she was jealous of me getting married the whole time. <laughs> and I was just like, that's literally what it was, but they wasn't going to admit that. But Tony really be on it. She be knowing, but she be like, you know what? I'm a selfish bitch at times, too, so who gives a fuck? Yo, my favorite character on the show is Maya. And the reason I like Maya so much is because she be checking all them heifers, but like, she just is so funny. Like her with her book 
like she trifling as hell too sometimes. Don't get me wrong. Oh, but that? her book, like it I don't know. Like I just she just seems so down to earth. And I feel like I identified with her more more than I identified with any of the other characters, although my mm-hmm. friends keep trying to convince me that I am very much so a Tony and I'm like, I am not a Tony. Like I'm I'm not a Tony for anything. I'm Joan, unfortunately. But I definitely identify <laughs> with Maya more. I was definitely going to say uh, definitely a Joan or uh, a little bit of Joan. I wouldn't say the personality of a friend would be from Tony, but like your extraness could be a little Tony-ish. Um, and then like whenever you're like really getting into it, I would say a little piece of Maya. I feel like you have a little bit of everyone in you. Period. I really do. But I feel like everybody does. I feel like you can identify with it. And what I loved was like that show, like, Granted, black sitcoms have always been a thing, but I was reading that that show, and I saw a couple of videos where it was like the first show ever shot in HD. And so from that show came Beauty Blenders because they had to find a way to put the makeup on the girls to where like it was, it would look good or something like that flashback. I don't know exactly what it is, but I just know that like Beauty Blender legit came from that TV show as well as um, the fashions, Christian Louboutins, like the Birkin bags. Like it just was, it was everything. And I love seeing black women in luxury. Mm-hmm. I love seeing black women in luxury. That's, my, that's one of I my think... favorite aesthetics because that opulence is something that's unmatched. Like yes. it's effortless. Like the energy that black women give, like just automatically is just like up there. So adding luxury, like adding luxury to it, just like, heightens it so much because black women have a confidence that other women just don't. And that's just straight facts. Like black women just have a certain type of confidence that I I feel like it's from the years of subjugation and just like the, uh, the misogyny or that's been going on with black women. So black women hold Mm -hmm. themselves up to a different standard and already know like how good or how much that they are. Um, I stand black women. I love them. Um, Black women are the future. Period. Okay. So, you know, wrapping up the show, moving to the end, you know, we, I just really, we could talk about the politics, bringing it back up. What do you want to see? What direction do you want to see the country go in? Because I have a couple ideas and I know our ideas are very similar, but like, what do you see for us under a Biden administration? And what, what do you want from them? And how can we hold them accountable to get these things? Mm-hmm. So under a Biden administration, I see um, loans getting canceled. I see um, more of a talk for reparations. Um, I also I saw your school on that list. Hmm? Your school's on that list, right? On the list of uh, getting loans paid off. Mm-hmm. Yes, because at first I didn't think so because I, I attended private. the private HBCUs, but private HBCUs and private. Um, HSIs um, are included in the loan forgiveness program that they have. Uh, so don't you attend the HSI? I do. So that's why I ain't got no loans. Hmm? But <laughs> I don't have no loans. Oh, must be nice. My school, my school's cheap as hell. It's only five thousand a semester. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, like tuition is five thousand. Like tuition and fees is five thousand dollars a semester. Well, then again, you know, like but Texas, like they only like really accept Texas people. So that's the, true. So, I'm not going to say they only accept Texas people, but Texas is so big that most of the students are from Texas. Like, they're not really from other places. I have one friend that um, goes to Texas State that's from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but she, she, <laughs> she chose to go to school. <laughs> but, um, 
yeah it's a it's a hsi and so like that's what i'm real hype about but we got we've been getting money like i got a little they sent me like a little package deal um the cares act i had got that it was a couple hundred dollars one time i looked at my account it was like 23 dollars. i was like girl what the, the hell is this but that's there is money being distributed you know yeah that's nice um, so what else I would see in this um, Biden Harris administration is accountability. I would love to see uh, politicians taking accountability of their past actions and really righting their wrongs. Like I see that Kamala is very in the trend, like uh, very adamant on um, these drug sentences uh, with marijuana. So I hope to see that that happens. Um, because I was one of the people who were very, who was very much on her about uh, her com- her being a prosecuting attorney and uh, how many people she sent away. Yes, she's a prosecutor, but we still have to hold people accountable for what they do, especially to our community, even if they're part of our community. Um, so yeah, uh, I see those things happening. I'm sure I have more. Uh, I'm just saying off the top of my head. Uh, I definitely want to see more uh, money going towards black business businesses or loans that black uh, small businesses can get in order to start up. Uh Yo. I also want to see land go back to, uh, I want to see sections of land in this country go to black people as well, as well as um, Native Americans. Native Americans. Because, yes. yeah, like we didn't ask to come here um, at all, period. Black people did not ask to come here to this country. We were stolen away and natives were living here first. This is their land. So they mm-hmm. deserve to have a bigger say on what they can do with their land. And that's all I want to say. What about you? I believe that, you know, we talk about restorative justice all the time. Mm -hmm. I want restorative justice. I want it to the black community. I want it to um, the African-American community more so. And I want it to the Native American community as well as the... um, Japanese Americans? You said what? Japanese Americans? Yeah. Um, Although they they did get some reparations. They did. But I... I want a true reparations. You know, people always say reparations don't have to be in the form of financial. And I'm like, yes, yes, they do. And the reason I say yes, they do is because I want loans with low premiums. I want, you know what I mean? I want um, grants. I want things for young black entrepreneurs to get their coin. I want, and I don't want it to be in the form of COVID relief. I want it in the form of, uh, this is a grant that is specifically for African Americans in order to start a business that will in in this community. You know what I mean, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want those things. I want there to be programs. I want families to be reunited that were um, separated because of the um, the camps, the the uh, immigration, and all of those mm-hmm. things. Like I want to see the wrong that have been so wrong in this country for so long, I want them to be righted. And I don't think it's too hard to be a decent human being and just do it. Like there is politics, but if you put aside the, the I'm not gonna say the moral, but you put aside your affiliations and just look at them, there has to be things that are done in order to restore those things. I want to see the, people who were wrongly accused or wrongly imprisoned or folks that were in jail for so long. I want to see programs that are going to help get their voting rights back as well as be able to come into society and be active and not have to be, be taken and have to sit down and not given opportunities and can't get assistance and can't get all those things. Oh, that's some bullshit. Mm. I want to see us get into a place, a new era, 
And I can honestly say I feel like it's doable, but we just have to hold our elected officials accountable. And when I say accountable in mass, not oh one person saying, well, I think this, I think that. No, we all need to be, I'm not going to say collectively on the same page, but we need to be on the page of where y'all, y'all said this, I don't want excuses, we want action. And it collectively has to be all of us being like, run us that action. Like, give us our rights and continue to uphold them. Don't let the Supreme Court do no bullshit. You know, do right by your people in this country. Because had we had Trump up in this hoe again, it'd have been a whole, it'd have been a whole lot of shit that went down within the next couple of years. And I think we all know that. And that's why we're all breathing a little bit better. Better. I just want that real shit. I just want us to be taken care of as a people. And I don't think it's too much to be asked to ask for, especially with all the shit that we've had to go through as African Americans in this country over the years. But yeah, just hold these motherfuckers accountable. Mm. Let me not call Kamala Harris a motherfucker. I take that back. <laughs> Hold your elected officials accountable for the shit that they said they was going to do. And that's right. point blank, period. Right. I really just want to see reparations in my lifetime. Like, I really feel like that's We possible. will. Um, I truly believe we're going to get reparations. It's crazy that I'm literally like fourth, well, fifth generation away from being in slavery. And that's just crazy to me. My great grandpa was a sharecropper. We're slaves, and that's an issue for me because that's like not that far away. That's not that far removed. So I'm like all of their labor that they've been through. Like my grandpa and grandmother never uh, stopped working. They had to work all their life. So it's like they never got to experience anything besides work and having that drilled into their heads. And now it's my mom working until you know, like until the end. And I'm not trying to be like that. I'm trying to live how I want to I don't know I, I feel like living I feel like the country that we're in right now has put us in this position where a lot of black families have to live a certain way because of financial reasons or just reasons out of their control and it's and it because all of slavery to, yes, it goes back to slavery and systematic racism it's just like yeah we need those rights wrong like we can't like we don't choose to be in these situations like, those wrongs right it uh, <laughs> so yeah like that right to these wrongs that. Hmm? you said we need these rights wrong <laughs> <laughs> i thought about it for a second I was like, what the fuck you talking about yeah you know what i meant we need these, uh, uh, these wrongs right we need them right to if that's even a word uh, uh that's too many wrong too many damn wrongs that uh haven't been uh taken haven't been held accountable for at all, period. Period. Yeah. But okay, girl. Um, moving into uh, moving into our what? Affirmations. Yeah, let's get into our affirmations. Um, this portion of our podcast is where we kind of just talk about the affirmations, what we got going, and um, what we want to see. It doesn't necessarily always have to be one plotted out piece of wording or Bible scripture. It could just be whatever but um i hope that those that listen to the podcast and those at home write down their own affirmations that they want and what they want out of life for these next couple of weeks until we see y'all again um on my behalf i think my affirmation definitely is to be consistent um i think that i've gone through things in life that have uprooted me in ways and have caused me to have to like adapt to things fast and so 
oftentimes I'm so quick to be like, okay, if it doesn't work, I'll go do this. This is this. I'm all over the place. Um, I want to be consistent in everything that I do for the rest of my life. And so that starts with me being a little more organized when it comes to certain things, but the consistency is my goal. So for the next month, I'm writing everything down, I'm setting alarms and I'm doing a lot of things to check myself and hold myself accountable with this consistency. And that's my kind of what I'm trying to affirm, like being a consistent person, being an on-time person, which I am on time, but I have the ability to do that. So I'm going to do it. Right. Period. Is that what you, that's all you got to say for your uh, affirmation? That's all I got to say. Yeah. Okay. So for my affirmation, um, I have been on this, uh, this kick uh, to make myself be more about what I say I'm going to do. So I've been in that type of mode since the last time we recorded. Like I told you, I've been in the uh, gym more. I feel like that's low key, like kind of taking forefront of in my life because I like the aspect of being able to go in a stressful situation, which I feel school is, especially during COVID time because we're back person to person teaching. Um, I'm sure we're about to move back into uh, hybrid uh, teaching. But um, with these cases rising and stuff like that, it's just like very hard and very uh, stressful. So it's just nice to go to the gym. Um, I have a trainer and we work out uh, during the week and it's nice to just let that relief off um, during the day. So, yeah. And also uh, a question that I got today on the pattern, it says, um, do you let your fear of failure stop you from giving your best? And, I th- and I've been thinking about that question all day. Um, and this is just pertaining to everything in my life, like what I want to do um, towards the end of my actual goal of what I want to do. Um, and also just like where I'm at right now as a teacher, as a, um, trying to be more fit, trying to eat better, trying to do everything. Like, will I, will my fear of failure actually stop me from reaching the goals that I'm trying to do right now? So that's been pondering on me. And um, that's something that I'm going to work on to see like, what's the root of why I feel like sometimes I can't complete certain goals or tasks and see that possibly I am my biggest uh, person that's holding me back. So that's just something that I just need to, uh, I guess, rehash through. So that's my affirmation of just making sure that my failure or my fear of failure uh, will not hold me back from my next goal because I've been able to overcome things that I've seen in the past months. And so it's nice and refreshing to see that things that I thought I couldn't do, I can actually do. And I'm, and I'm good at it. So that's my kind of affirmation for the week. Uh, it was really nice being able to get back in the studio to record, like our little makeshift studio. Um, it's really nice to see and hear your opinion, even though we always have our opinions. Um, we always talk on the phone and stuff, but it's nice to be in the setting again. And I can't wait to record some more. <laughs> yes. Um definitely we're gonna get back into it and we're gonna make sure that we're consistent with this content because we do want to continue to spread the double dutch message and get your host to jump in but thank you again for listening to double dutch with marcus j and kenny and we hope to see you soon y'all have a good day now